time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got well, welcome to, to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and life-changing nutrition counseling in a variety of settings to a variety of people. You can come to our office or we can come to your office. We can come to your shop, your school, or even into your living room. Nutrition education can be for you, your child, your family, your friends, or your coworkers. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we believe nutrition, the food you put in your mouth, is the key to your health. You know, as nutritionists, the clients we might see on any given day could be a child with autism, Mm -hmm. a teenager with acne or anxiety, a mother with depression or hot flashes, a grandparent with aches and pains, or even clients with compulsive eating problems. And today we're gonna, going to address that compulsive eating. If you have a health issue that you would like us to talk about, you can also request other topics for future radio shows. So I'd like to share something that I think many of us can learn from. On Monday, I had a client share an interesting comment. She said, communication is more than talking. It is also listening. That's kind of an interesting thing to think about. You know, our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to first listen, then ask you some questions, and then listen some more. So today, I have Brenna Thompson, you heard her voice, joining me. She's going to be listening. Yes. And then she's going to be asking questions. Yes. And then she's going to be listening some more. Yes, I am. And she's also going to be answering the phone today. And Brenna sees people at both our North or North Oaks office and at our St. Paul office. So Brenna, welcome to you today. Thank you. Great to have you here. Happy to be here. You know, as nutritionists and dietitians at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we listen a lot during a consultation. So Brenna, tell our listeners how long it takes us to meet with a typical client for an initial consultation. Well, it always surprises my friends and family members when I tell them that it takes about two hours to meet with somebody. Two hours, yes. When people come to the office, they get an initial consult of two hours, not 15 minutes. Yes. (laughs) Or even a half an hour. No, not even just half an hour. So we are really listening to what our clients have to say. And then we clarify what we heard. It all takes time to really know what a client's goals are and what we can help them with. You know, it's so interesting, Brenna, when they first come in, a lot of times people really honestly don't know what they're looking for. They don't even know their goal Mm -hmm. until we spend enough time to kind of dig it out and kind of talk about it and think about it and agree upon it. And they say, oh, yeah, that's really what I want to do. Yes, because maybe they'll say, I want to get healthy. Mm hmm. I want to feel better. Right. What does that mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So today, our topic is all about compulsive eating. So some of the questions we might ask is, when did it start? 
What is it that causes you to eat compulsively? I don't know if listeners think, if you're a compulsive eater, have you ever thought, what causes me to eat compulsively? They may not know. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's another time we have to dig down and, and find out. Find that trigger. Mm-hmm. When you come in for an appointment, you may tell us you're a compulsive eater. What does that statement tell us about how we can help you? Not enough. Not enough is Not right. Not enough at all. We need more information. So I might ask you, when do you find yourself compulsively eating? Is it before breakfast? Before lunch? Is it at snack time? Do you compulsively eat when you go shopping or after you go shopping? You know, we know most people don't compulsively eat all the time. Wouldn't be possible. So we're looking for the biochemical reason that sets you up to eat compulsively. And yes, I did say the biochemical reason. You know, perhaps that's a really new thought for many. And, you know, actually, we were supposed to have another dietitian joining us this morning. We were. And Alyssa O'Brien was supposed to be on this morning. But she's home in bed with strep and 101 or 102 temperature. And feeling really sad that she's not here today. And we're really sad that she can't be here today, too. And Alyssa's an amazing nutritionist, and she sees clients in the St. Paul office as well, but also up in Maple Grove. Exactly. And she's actually writing a blog about compulsive eating and how skipping meals can lead to compulsive eating. So, you know, kind of watch for that. It'll As soon as she's well again, she'll have that out on our website at weightandwellness.com. Yeah. Now, let's ask our listeners this question that really surrounds our topic today. Have you ever struggled with compulsive eating, especially if you've skipped a meal? Maybe you skipped lunch and at 3 p.m. your body is in a seriously low blood sugar situation. You feel it as you're driving home. So you reach into your desk or you get home and you reach into the refrigerator or the pantry and there's that old stale box of Girl Scout cookies. And we <laughs> we both are pointing to an old stale box of Girl, Girl Scout cookies. cookies sitting here in the studio. Yes. And I was looking at it and I saw, oh, there's palm, there's refined palm oil and high fructose corn syrup and yes, artificial all, flavors in it. All those good things. Yeah. And I thought, I don't ever put those in my cookies. <laughs> So you start with one Girl Scout cookie, and then you're still hungry because Lord knows that one doesn't satisfy. (laughs) So then you eat another and another and another until all of them are gone, or at least one sleeve of the Girl Scout cookies are gone. And so what you are is a compulsive Girl Scout cookie eater. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people can relate. I think a lot of people can relate. I think so. Or perhaps you went to the gym for a workout and you didn't take a snack. And when you get home, you see that big bag of pretzels. You say to yourself, I'm just going to eat a couple of pretzels before I start making dinner. And then suddenly the entire bag of pretzels is gone. So what happened? Well, compulsive pretzel eating. That's what. Or maybe this is you. You've been running errands all morning and now you're at the fabric store and you just realized you not only skipped breakfast, but now you don't have a snack with you either. You start to feel anxious. Maybe you have a headache and you're irritable. They're taking too long to check you out. So you (laughs) desperately look around for a quick pick me up 
and you spot the bag of M&Ms and a Snickers bar and you say to yourself, well, should I get one bag of M&Ms or two? (laughs) Maybe you're thinking one bag of M&Ms is not going to work. So you buy two bags of M&Ms and maybe two Snicker bars just in case. Compulsive M&M and Snicker bar eating. Any of you listeners know what that's like? Uh, I bet a lot of them are listening and saying, oh, yes, I can relate. So Dr. Daniel Amen, you know, I love the things that he writes. Yes. he He's the author of Making a Good Brain Great and many other books. Says that low blood sugar leads to low blood flow to the brain, which leads to poor decision making. Listeners, can you see how skipping meals could be the cause of your compulsive eating? Not you know, it's it's a pretty easy thing to remedy if that's the cause. Yes. And I think we will continue talking about this more when we come back from our first break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. In less than two weeks, we have a very special holiday coming up. Yes, for 10 days from now. 10 days. Valentine's Day. What are you going to buy your mother? What are you going to buy your special friend who loves nutrition? Or what might you buy your dad who's the soup maker in your family? Or your boss who needs all the help you can give? Have you thought about what the perfect gift might be? Well, how about a weight and wellness cookbook and nutrition guide? It's full of great recipes, and each recipe mentions how to make it either gluten-free and or dairy-free. You can stop into one of our seven locations around the Twin Cities, or you can order online at weightandwellness.com and just click on the products tab and then hit NutriKey. So place your order for the Weight and Wellness Way Cookbook and Nutrition Guide. Orders are shipped out within two to three business days. And we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Some of our listeners share that they are addicted to sugar. So are you aware that sugar stimulates the reward center in your brain, very much like nicotine, cocaine, heroin, and alcohol do? You know, sugar stimulates the release of the neurotransmitter dopamine, just like alcohol does, just like nicotine does, just like cocaine does, and heroin. Unfortunately, the more we use a sugar, the more we use a nicotine, the more we use of alcohol, heroin, cocaine, the less dopamine is produced, which causes the dopamine receptors to decline. They kind of just vanish off the Mm. cells. Therefore, we want more sugar, more cocaine, more alcohol, more nicotine, more heroin to get the same pleasure response as before. Yes, and I, you know, we've seen people that start with one or two cigarettes and pretty soon they're smoking four packs. Yes. Perfect that tolerance. Yes. They've built up a tolerance. Most alcoholics in recovery believe and understand that they can't drink just one glass of wine, much less a few glasses of wine. The same holds true for those who are addicted to sugar. And Brenna, I think that's a tough one for people that are addicted to sugar to cross that line and say, I can't actually start. I can't start. A sugar addict can't have just one caramel or just a few M&Ms or one piece of a chocolate bar or a cupcake at the birthday shower, at the baby shower or a piece of cake at the birthday cake. Good heavens. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say. So the first bite, 
leads to another bite and then another bite. Yes. And then the whole pan of brownies. So now back to our topic of compulsive eating. So you can kind of see that the simple habit of eating breakfast and having a snack may be the solution to avoiding your out-of-control compulsive eating. That sounds pretty simple, don't you think? It sounds simple, sometimes hard to do. Yes. And today, we would like for people to call in and share their compulsive eating story. Or if they're struggling with compulsive eating, maybe we can kind of help guide them a little bit, start to get them off of that roller coaster And we can help you see if it's related to a blood sugar problem, which it usually is. Meaning. Yes, Star? How do they find out? How do they call in here? How do they call in? Call the studio, 651-641-1071. So, you know, some people think compulsive eating is an emotional problem. Emotional eating? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. When actually it is a biochemical problem. And the major cause... I know this is shocking to people, is skipping meals, which can lead to blood sugar crashes. You know, a part of it is also, it's really a self-care problem or cause. For whatever reason, so many people just don't care enough about themselves to take the time to feed themselves in a timely manner. Isn't that, that's kind of an interesting thought. And I see it a lot with moms. Yes, They are so busy taking care of everybody else, they forget to eat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I was sharing before we went on air that this morning, you know, I had my protein shake because I have to do an errand right after this show this morning. I have my protein shake and I was going to put it in my car and lo and behold, I was driving down the road and my protein shake is on the counter at home in the kitchen. Not a good place for it. Hopefully a place that Bella can't get to. (laughs) So we all do it. But at least, you know, my thought and my, I knew that I would need something. Yes. So. But it's just not with you now. No, no. That's right. So after I started working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I realized that eating low fat foods, processed carbohydrates, and not enough protein just wasn't good for me. To really be able to function effectively, I need animal protein, healthy fats, and vegetables several times a day. So now, as I pack my food each morning, my goal is to make sure that I take at least one meal and two snacks. Some days, it's more like two meals and one or two snacks, just depending upon what the work schedule is. So if you ask me if I feel better, the answer is yes, I absolutely do. I am a new person, and it's sad to think that I wasted you know, so much time feeling kind of lousy. Well, you know, what Brenna brought was eating breakfast this morning before we went on air, and she was eating, well, you were eating some meat. I had some salami. And some and vegetables. Some, I had my bag of vegetables, I had some cheese, and then I had some of the nut-thin crackers. Yes. Yeah. And because you're not gluten-sensitive. Nope. So you can eat those. Well, and the nuts and crackers are, um, they are gluten-free. I just kind of like them because they're crunchy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, we, you know, we recognize a cause of compulsive eating is skipping meals. So you have to ask yourself, how do you change that habit? Is it a lack of focus? Is it a bad habit you still have from childhood? Is it a diet habit you developed to save calories. Oh, I think that's 
where a lot of women are? Or could it be just that you don't plan ahead and you skip meals and you end up having low blood sugar? So, you know, I see, I think sometimes this happens to people. They kind of think, okay, well, then I can justify overeating junk food. Because my blood sugar's down. Because my blood sugar's down, or I saved all of my calories, and now I'm going to eat it all. Yes. And we actually have a caller. Okay. Good morning, Joel. You have a question for us? Uh, Actually, I just wanted to say I'm glad that you guys talked about the whole alcoholic addict thing. I've been in recovery for over 10 years now from addiction, Mm -hmm. and I've had to find ways to regulate, um, not only know that, one drink is too much or one something of a drug is too much, but having to realize that food also is part of that, too, because of my personality, just having an addictive personality. Exactly. You're so, so right. Learned, yeah, what I've learned is that I've had to find certain things because no matter what I, I do, I'm always going to get addicted to something because it's just part of my personality, but it's also part of, as you said, my biochemistry. I... um so I use actually exercise and working out. And in a way, I've had to regulate that, too. Because exactly. Because sometimes it's like I've ended up spending three hours in the gym. Now, am I doing any good for my muscles? Probably not. I'm probably destroying myself. So I've had to learn to be able to do that. And so if it helps the listeners, I can say that you just got to find that balance. And it just it takes some time. It takes some discipline. But, you know, I, over 10 years of uh, in recovery have helped me just realize that and even losing a couple pounds now because uh, i'm trying to keep weight for for the military and it's just uh it's a lot easier when i'm able to not put in these processes because as as a military actually an army recruiter i'm always on the go and i always have to be able to know that oh you still need to eat right that so finding those healthy snacks um avocados and hummus and uh little carnation instant mix apple i wouldn't go for that carnation instant mix too much sugar in there but thank you you know i think one of the things that i think you have a great point because you know and i think you know you understand your brain chemistry and you almost i believe and i find that when i'm working with people um you know making an appointment once a month with a nutritionist at least once a month after you okay. get into that recovery place, because it need, you need support and direction and encouragement all the time and okay. new ideas because you're doing a great job, but you can see how you can bend over and become compulsive over even exercise. So, yeah. I mean, you're doing a great job. So thanks for the call because, yes, that's exactly, you know, if you're into sugar or into alcohol, cocaine, oh, yep. you've got to have support. To keep those good habits going. Yes. So thank thank you. you. Thank you, Joel. Have a great day. So that's interesting because that's exactly the point that we were trying to make is that it, and and you always have to have that food ready and, and, and prepared. And you know what? Also, I find that people that have a little bit of this compulsive habits are actually, once they get into the routine, Mm -hmm. they're very good about it. Yes. But we can't let them get out of that routine. No, we can't. No. And we do need to go to our second break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. February is National Heart Disease Prevention Month. And we had an excellent show last week about how inflammation is a leading cause of coronary heart disease. 
If you missed the show, just go to our website at weightandwellness.com and listen to the podcast. Many people believe that heart disease is a cholesterol problem, so they take a cholesterol-lowering medication. They often experience side effects like muscle cramps, muscle weakness, loss of muscle mass, numbness, and muscle spasms. These are chronic symptoms of a medication-depleting the nutrient CoQ10. And I don't think a lot of, Brenna, I don't think a lot of people realize that some of these cholesterol medications can actually have those kinds of side effects. You know, fatigue, I hear that from a lot of my clients. Yes. Muscle aches, and Mm -hmm. they've never had them before. So a little bit more information about CoQ10. CoQ10 is actually made in your liver. It's a nutrient. Yep. And it gets blocked by these cholesterol medications. So what does CoQ10 do? It gives your cells energy, and it is one of the main nutrients for your heart. Mm-hmm. So if you're on a cholesterol-lowering medication and feel sore and achy, you know, I always recommend to my clients, take at least 100 milligrams of CoQ10, but 200 work better, yep. really, and you'll feel better again. But if you are not feeling better within about a month and you're taking it, then I would suggest making an appointment with one of the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Um, So if you have questions about CoQ10, I think, Brenna, this is okay? Yeah, give the office a call at 651-699-3438, and you can leave a message for me, and I would be happy to return return your call and help answer questions about that. That's great, Brenna. I appreciate that. Of course. All right. We'll be back in a minute. There are some things we wish for you to do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to love shack. Play tag with your kids and hear them say, that was the most awesomest day. Walk your dog, jog, or both just cause you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day. Especially if it's yours and you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one. If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, because this is National Heart Disease Prevention Month, I want to share some other basic information about nutrients that can become depleted with certain heart and blood pressure medications. I bet people haven't even thought that, hmm, some medications you're taking might deplete some nutrients. So we know that many people take a diuretic type of medication to lower blood pressure. And they don't realize that many of the nutrients are depleted. And some of these are really critical nutrients. So magnesium gets depleted. Potassium gets depleted. Calcium can be depleted. And what happens? It leaves your muscles with cramps and spasms. Another one that can get depleted is zinc. And then that makes you more susceptible to catching The virus that's always going around, it seems like right now, there's so many of those viruses going around. There's a lot of nasty stuff going around. Right. 
And B6 and B1 can be depleted, which can affect your mood and your energy level. If you need blood pressure medication, I encourage you to work with a nutritionist at Nutritional Weight and Wellness to make sure that you stay balanced so that you don't become depleted in these nutrients. Right. And certainly we know that if people are low in magnesium and calcium, they're at higher risk for having high blood pressure. Yep. And osteoporosis. And osteoporosis. And aches and pains. And muscle cramps and (laughs) chocolate cravings. (laughs) All those things. Yes. So if you want to work on lowering your blood pressure naturally or preventing depletion of nutrients while you're on medications, then give our office a call at 651-699-3438 to schedule an appointment with a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. So let's, Rana, let's go back to compulsive eating a little bit. Yes. So in order to control compulsive eating, you have to plan and prepare snacks and meals, just like Joel, who came on air before mm-hmm. our break, he talked about he's always packing the fruits and the vegetables and the hummus and the avocados. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we have to plan and prepare snacks and meals and eat, you know, every two, three, maybe at the longest, four hours. At the longest. At the longest. If we are not eating frequently, as we teach in our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, then we want you to tune in to your reasons for lack of self-care. Have you thought about that? Maybe you're not planning and preparing because it's a lack of self-care. So here are some reasons our clients have shared with us. Number one, you don't have time to put together snacks. (laughs) That's right. I don't have time to do any of this. And another one I've heard is no one ever taught me to plan and prepare snacks. I heard that one this week. Yes. Maybe you think to yourself, I'm not good enough to take care of myself. Now, that really gets down to the deep level of that's your your soul, your being. Yes. Mm -hmm. Another one that I hear, I can't focus long enough to take care of myself and prepare snacks. I have ADD. I'm all over the place. I can't focus. Right. You know? Or my family comes first, so I don't have time for myself. Oh, we hear that one a lot. We do hear that one a lot. But who... You know, when you stop and think about that, probably that's the person that's taking care of everyone Mm -hmm. and they have to take care of themselves first in order to take care of other people. Those are our clients who are taking care of their parents mm -hmm. that might be elderly. They're taking care of their kids, everybody. Yes. Here's another one that we hear. I'm too depressed to plan and prepare. I'm too depressed to take care of myself. But in order to get out of that depression, we have to do that. Yes, we do. And I really like what Dr. Kelly Brogan said in her book, A Mind of Your Own. She said that we have known our body has an inner intelligence and is attracted to foods that our body needs for nutrition. That's an interesting comment, isn't it? It is. And kids are really good at that Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And she goes on to say it tells us exactly what, when and how much to eat. We all have this inner wisdom or intuition, but eating processed foods are engineered to disrupt your body's wisdom. So you eat more and more of the wrong foods. Skipping meals also disrupts your body's wisdom. So that's that's a very interesting comment that we have an inner intelligence and we're attracted to the foods that our body needs for nutrition. Yes. Nice. I wish I had written that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So how do you break the habit of, I don't have time to make a snack? Well, here's an idea. I might suggest making a protein shake like I did this morning, or actually I did that last night. But then I'm, not forgetting it on the kitchen yes, counter? Yes, <laughs> I made four last night. Oh, if you're planning going to ahead. Make one, you might as well make three or four. Then mm-hmm. you're set for three or four snacks. And you could find our uh, protein shake recipe on our website, weightandwellness.com. It's easy. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love making protein shakes, and my favorite is blueberry. Mm-hmm. That's because, what I made. Ah, yes, those brain berries. Right. So how to break the habit of not planning? Because no one taught me. Well, I suggest signing up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes. They're starting next week. And we teach you so many quick snack ideas. We provide the education so that you can just start preparing. And you just have to start with one. And maybe you make that one snack and you have it all week. The same snack doesn't have to be complicated. Nope. But it works. Well, and that's what my husband has been doing for the last, like, seven years that we've been married. <laughs> okay, well, that's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. His morning snack is yogurt, plain yogurt, mm-hmm. with almonds for his mm-hmm. healthy fat, and then he likes raisins. Okay. So we don't have to think about it. That's it's right. a habit. It's a habit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then another question is, how do you break the habit of thinking, I'm not good enough to plan and prepare for myself? I'll do it for others, but not for myself. Mm -hmm. How do we get around that one? This is an interesting belief or thought. I believe a lack of self-care is actually the result of poor brain chemistry from a lack of good nutrition to the brain. And here are some just suggestions. You know, I give my clients who, for whatever reason, are unable to plan and prepare for themselves. And I know this might stretch some people, but here we go. Hire a friend or a family member to prepare the snack and meals you aren't able to prepare. I think this is money well spent to support your brain chemistry and get you on track. Right. Well, and you might be paying a friend or a family member to help you prepare your meals, but then at least you're not paying the McDonald's drive through. That's right. Yeah. So you could also maybe go to your local co-op or your grocery store that has some balanced meals and snacks. Maybe you go up to the deli counter and ask them, hey, can you slice me some deli turkey and put it into two or three ounce snack size bags? And so then it's already bagged up individually for you. All you have to do is add a quarter cup of almonds and maybe you grab some clementines and there you go. Perfect snack. Simple. Good for your brain. So get the help that you need until you are able to plan and prepare for yourself. Planning and preparing all starts in the brain. So I think, Brenna, let's take a quick early break so we have a little bit more time at the end of the show. So if people still want to call in, yes, our number here is 651-641-1071. And if they've got some compulsive eating problems, let's see if we can help them. Yes, sounds great. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are discussing how skipping meals can lead to compulsive eating. Many of our listeners know I love to cook and that my husband and I cook and eat a lot of grass-fed beef at our house. So I just want to share a important cooking tip for that grass-fed meat. Oh, good. <laughs> you need to lower the temperature. So grass-fed meat 
has particularly the beef has less fat in it because the cow is out roaming around a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And then when we don't feed it grains that last 30 days, um, it doesn't accumulate as much fat on top of its muscle or even in between its muscle fibers. And it's the fat that really insulates that meat. Mm -hmm. And that means that we would have to cook grain-fed meat, the regular beef that we get from the grocery store typically, either at a higher temperature or longer than grass-fed meat that has less fat, so it's less insulated. So, Brenna, I think a lot of the listeners may not even know what we mean when we say grass-fed beef or grass-fed animals. What does that really, break break that down. What is that? What does that mean? It seems so simple to us, but if you've never heard this term before, what Mm -hmm. does it really mean? So if you're looking for a grass-fed steer, I'm going to throw that in there for Cassie out there. (laughs) So grass-fed steer, uh, grass-fed beef, then it means that the cow has been out eating grass up until the point that it's been slaughtered. Mm Mm-hmm. Typically what happens, most cattle are fed grass, hay, out roaming around until about the last 30 days that they're alive. And then they are shipped to a feedlot where they are fed corn, soybeans, silage, um, and sometimes even broken down Snicker bars. Right. And we know that those like corn. Yes. Puts fat on the animal. Yep. And grass is lean. Grass is lean. It takes a lot of energy to chew up and digest that grass. But corn, it's inflammatory and it puts weight on the cows very quickly so that they get fatter before slaughter. Kind of like corn chips do to people. Yes. Or too much popcorn. (laughs) Yes. All those things. Yes. So uh, I I think maybe we explained what that really means versus... um, a typical animal that is sold, I mean, beef that is sold in a typical grocery store that is not grass-fed, it is grain. It is corn-fed. It corn is corn-finished, yes. grain-finished. Um, and they come, just it's just conventional beef. That's, you know, you buy your ground beef, and that's probably what it is, unless it specifically says on the label, grass-fed, grass-finished. And so it's going to have more fat, the corn-fed. The corn-fed, yes. And it is also... Possibly more inflammatory because it has other additives from the corn. It's going to have residues maybe from, um, especially if the corn was GMO and sprayed with um, the glyphosates, the Roundup. Yes. Um, So those residues get stuck in that beef fat and then we eat it and it affects our metabolism. Yep. Yeah. So good, good answers. So we'll be back in a minute. Yes. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you're experiencing perimenopause or menopause symptoms and you really want some answers and you really don't want to do medications, you know, I would encourage you to join Chris, Joanne, and myself Saturday, February 25th for our Menopause Survival Seminar. These are just a few of the symptoms that women want to handle naturally through the Menopause Seminar. Hot flashes. Mood swings, weight gain, hair in all the wrong places, sleep problems. So make it a day and bring a friend or your sister. So call 651-699-3438 and sign up for the Menopause Seminar today. Also, next week, our Nutrition for Weight Loss 12 class series starts. So think of the reasons that you might want to make that commitment to lose weight and feel better. Are your clothes feeling too tight? 
or do you need knee surgery and you've been told to lose weight? It is a fact that every pound of weight loss equals six pounds of pressure off your knees. Say that again, Brenna. For every pound that you lose, it equals six pounds of pressure off your knees. So if you lose, now just think about this. If you lose 30 pounds, yes, you're taking 180 pounds, pounds of, of pressure, pressure off your knees. Holy wow. buckets. Wow. I think, I think everybody that's got, that's worrying about their knees need to sign up then. Yes. Yes, they do. So are you tired of being tired and want your energy back? Or do you have to shop for the mother of the bride dress? And you just don't want to do it right now. You just can't face it. No. Again, call 651-699-3438 and join us next week as we start Nutrition for Weight Loss. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.